Hey, hey, welcome back to The Emma Clayton Show. And today I'm in conversation with the incredible Paula the Ivy, whose energy is just infectious and inspiring. If you go check her out on Instagram, you'll know what I'm talking about. Her mission on this planet is to help women like you and I connect to and fully express who we are as we capture and document our lives in photos. I'm pretty sure you're going to love her as much as I do. So enjoy the show. Alrighty then. Um, So we are hitting record and I'm super, super excited today to welcome my guest, Paula the Ivy. It's quite interesting because I got invited to an online summit called Queens of the Internet that Melanie Ann Leia was running. And I was watching all these amazing women and every now and again, someone would go, Paula. And I was thinking, who's this Paula person? And um, and then I was watching Jana Kingsford, who is our coach. Um, I've been working with Jana since September last year. You've been working with her for what, three years now? Is it? Yeah. Um, Four years this yeah almost four wow. <laughs> and um, Jana was like Paula the Ivy's here Paula the Ivy's here and I was like who is this chick and I went and <laughs> I went and checked you out and I was like oh my gosh like your Instagram grid is just like uh, it's just so beautiful and there are all these photos of you just like I just can't describe it they're beautiful I think I encourage everyone to go out and find Paula the Ivy on Instagram and yeah coo over those photos so I um, am very happy to be in your world I've since joined some of your programs so I'm in the creatrix mastermind at the moment I'm in selfie queens but tell us all the things about Paula the Ivy and what it is you do and who you be who you be oh my gosh thank you for that intro <laughs> And I'm so glad that you kept hearing my name. You're like, I need to go check this chick out because um, I have just, having you in my world, Emma, has just been an absolute blessing. I absolutely love and adore you. And I love that, um, yeah, it's just been one thing that we've gotten to do together after another. Like like you said, you're in Selfie Queens and then um, the Creatrix. And there's just, oh, my gosh, um, who is Paula the (laughs) a good question um so for those of you who don't know I am a photographer it has been something that I have been obsessed with my whole life and I struggled for so long trying to find what type of photographer that I was because it was something that I knew that I wanted to do for the rest of my life and I'm like oh if I could have a job as a photographer I'll be a happy little clam for the rest of my life and it took me a while to actually figure out what what it was about photography that lit my soul on fire. Cause I think there's so many people who go, Oh, this is my thing. But then they go, Oh yeah, I I, I turned it into a job and now I don't really love it anymore. I think there's like nuances to that. And I was trying really hard to find my photography box for so long. Like I tried the portrait photographer box and I tried the fashion photographer box and the corporate and the branding and like all these different boxes. And I didn't fit in a box. And I'm like, why can't I find my thing? And then it wasn't until, yeah, I started working with our coach, Jana, and she's like, okay, cool. I came to her and I'm like, because she was traveling around Australia in a caravan with a kid. She had this six-figure business. Um, she'd retired her husband. I'm like, I need you to show me how you do what you do because I want that because I wanted to travel. 
and I and and she's like, cool, okay, what's your business? And I said, it's a photography business, but I'm not in love with it. And she was like, all right, well, what do you actually love about photography? And I started exploring that and I got to the real heart and soul of what it turns me on about photography and it's documenting my life. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. No one's going to pay me money (laughs) to like document my life. Like that just seems ridiculous. But now here we are almost four years later. It, It was just this beautiful journey of like really tapping into like what actually set my soul on fire with the photography that then people began to notice and like teach me how you do that. And so I taught, that's what I do. I teach other people how to document their life. The majority of my clients are women who have their own businesses, who are personal brands that want to do that for content creation. Um, But I do have a lot of clients who are also, you know, mothers and they just want to be able to take more photos and be in the photos with their kids Mm -hmm. Um, and, and people that, you know, are travelers and they're like, I want to actually be in my travel photos, not just be, you know, take all the photos of, you know, my partner on holidays and then I'm like, doesn't even look like I'm there. Um, so yeah, it's, that's what it's evolved into. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that because I just found my lane with it, my path with it. So yeah, that is, if that's answered your question. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Follow the IVB. Amazing. And you do it so well. And, and of course it just draws people in, but as a photographer, I'm interested, like, have you always being comfortable on camera? Photographers like to be behind the camera, right? So what was that switch like for you? Yeah. Yeah, I never liked being in photos. And it's a big thing with photographers is that we like to be in control of the storytelling and we like to hide behind the camera. Like I'm talking generally here, like um, from other photographer friends that I know and people that I've worked with professionally, um, when the camera gets, you know, oh, let's, you get in the photos and they're like, yeah, no, no, I'll take it. And that was actually a big excuse for me for a long time. Um, and I actually trained all the people around me to hand me the camera whenever they wanted a photo <laughs> I, was, I wasn't in a lot of my photos, but I really enjoyed the process. And um, I really enjoyed the process of documenting my world as I saw it. So it was, for me, it was like this turning point of, you know, it's kind of like when you have that spiritual awakening moment or, you know, you, you dive into personal development and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I don't connect to myself mm-hmm. on that deeper level. Yeah. Like, who am I? <laughs> who do I be like that sort of and you kind of go well this is what I see this is the life around me and I love documenting that and I see photos as an act of celebration so every time I stop and I take a photo it feels like me celebrating this moment and I was like well actually it was in 2016 I actually pregnant with my second child and I knew that it was going to be a big year for me going from um, being a parent to one child to being a parent of two Um, and I was like okay I remember my first child (laughs) and I remember like I was still going through the sleep deprivation and I was still going through like the ups and downs of you know of (laughs) you know guiding a child um and you know looking after it and everything um but I was like how do I do the newborn phase again where like I haven't slept I just feel like I'm you know like I've exhausted everything out of me and then also look after a toddler I was like, at least, you know, with a newborn, it's kind of like there's just one thing to focus on. I'm like, now I've got two. (laughs) I'm like, how is that going to work? And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I need something for this year, for 2016, to help me through the the year. And 
connecting back to, yeah, myself. So I don't feel like I lose myself because I only felt like I was just sort of regaining myself again because it's such a huge transition into parenthood. Mm. And, you, and I felt like I completely lost myself. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to try this gratitude thing that I hear a lot of people talk about. I was like, and I'm not really a, I was never really a journaler. I was always a, like a journaler through photos. Like I wasn't a handwriting journal kind of gal. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't feel, it doesn't light me up to like write three things to be grateful for every day. Um, and I'm like, if I just say it to myself, I'll probably forget to do it. What if I take a photo a day in gratitude? So for 2016, I took a photo every day um, of something that I was grateful for. And it was so amazing to do because even on those really like those hard days, it forced me to actually go, okay, yep, this is hard. I can sit in this and be like, this is hard, blah, blah, blah. Or I can be like, all right, I've got to take my photo for today. All right, let's take a deep breath. Tune out all the hardness for a moment. What can I focus on that I could be grateful for? And, you know, some days it was just like, you know, my kids' cute little toes. And other days it was like, the sun is out today. (laughs) And other times it's like, I put on pants today or I had a shower, like just, and then other times it was a bit more deep and all of that sort of stuff. But um, looking back over 2016, there was, I remember looking at my photos and I'm like, huh, I'm in hardly any of these. I, I was in maybe a handful, but there was no photos of just me and embracing who I was. And I was like, wow, if I see the act of taking photos as, a celebration that was kind of like a thing for me I was like why can't I do that for myself why do I feel uncomfortable in front of the camera I'm like I feel uncomfortable celebrating myself and seeing myself like mm-hmm. we see ourselves in the mirror but like that's a reflection and we only usually see like you know the front part of our face we don't see our profile we don't see us from behind we don't see us from all these beautiful angles that everybody else gets to see us at um so that was a big turning point for me was um yeah stepping inside of the frame more and really working through that discomfort of that because it is uncomfortable and it is awkward and to see yourself um, especially after not seeing yourself for so long and then I had two kids and then I started seeing you know I started ignoring myself in the mirror because even though I have never struggled with weight after having two babies my body had changed and I'm like I don't know what that is yeah there was a real disconnection for me between how I felt in my body and then how I would see myself physically Mm. and sometimes it didn't seem like the same person I'm like that doesn't seem like like I don't feel like that how do I look like that um and there's there's a real thing um what's it called dysmorphia is it something dysmorphia dysmorphia? body dysmorphia where we actually see ourselves differently to how other people see us and I remember, I can't remember what show it was on. This was many years ago. They got people to walk into a room and there's like people lined up from like six all the way up to size, um, I don't know, whatever size it was. And they got people to stand in between the two people that they thought that they were like the size of. And nearly everybody who did it put themselves at least two sizes like bigger than what they actually were. Um, so I think, yeah, that was a big thing for me was reconnecting to my body and also reconnecting to um how I feel in my body and how that looks and how my self-expression looks like oh when you start taking photos of yourself it's like oh that's what I look like when I'm like you know 
smiling not in a mirror because I'm looking at myself and going okay how do I smile so I think but how do I like how do I look when I'm like candidly with my kids how do I smile at my kids that's how I smile at my kids oh my gosh Mm. um you know that's how I look at my husband that's how um I I look when I'm at the beach and I'm feeling at peace um it just really opened me up to yeah really seeing myself again and connecting to that so yeah I love that I love that and I think um for anyone listening that hasn't come across your work I think it's important to like distinguish the art of selfography as you've coined it with Mm. like selfie taking culture right because there's such a vast difference so how would you describe that to someone that's sort of just listening to this and is not necessarily convinced that they want to get caught up in this selfie culture type thing well that's that's actually a great question because when I I've just, I've got my flagship course, which is Selfie Queens. And it was called Selfie School before that. We've only just, I've only just rebranded it because the women that are in there are total queens and we are just amazing. Um, But it was so funny when I, when I started putting this course together, I really struggled on naming it. I was like, oh, Selfie School. And then I was like, oh no, no, not Selfie School. Um, And you know, the people in my mastermind were like, that's an awesome name. Selfie school's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if I want to call it selfie because it's not like we don't do selfies the way that people see selfies. Like, you know, like what you're, the, the connotations of selfies, like on social media and stuff, there's such a huge stigma around it. I'm like, people are just going to think it's another one of those courses. And like, yeah, but you get to redefine that. And I'm like, yes that is true. So, um, yeah, I, I, I call it selfography because, you know, words that end in biography, like you've got biography, you've got, um, like all different biographies, photography, um, biography, autobiography, like, and there was one that was about the, the study of wealthy people or something like that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's one of them for sure. Like there's just, you can come at it from so many different angles when you put self at the beginning, and it was funny, um, somebody only said to me the other day, she's like, oh, I just realized it's selfography, not selfieography. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's selfography because it's not only photography, like the art of photography, it's like the art of studying yourself. And that's what the graphy end bit of the words actually means. Right. It's like put yourself at, in the front. It's like this, the study of self. So um that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to associate with selfies and I use the word selfies a lot um I'm getting more comfortable using it now but at first it was kind of like this thing I'm like I'm trying to not to say selfie but if I say a selfography are they really going to know what I'm talking about so it's kind of like this um yeah I want people to know that we're talking about selfies but at the same time it's art it's creating art of yourself and I often say that um that you are your own photographer you are the artist you are the art and you're also the muse when you start to practice selfography so it's an embodiment practice Mm. as much as it is you know just taking photos yeah absolutely I can remember so I was one of these people that would not I would have always been behind the camera at a party like Mm. and I'll take it or I was a brilliant when so selfies first came in I was brilliant at putting myself in this bottom corner of the cell, of the camera and having everyone in the background, right? So I could just cut off my chin and my my side that I don't like. And like, it was, it was crazy when you think about it. And here I am expressing myself on 
photos thanks to you largely thanks to you but I think a big turning point for me was when I I quit corporate right after 20 years and went into having an online business and there and as a personal brand having to show your face on social media after being a silent stalker on social media for as long as I had been on social media and that was terrifying for me right Um, and I had my my coach at the time suggested I did a had a professional photo shoot and that petrified the hell out of me but I did it not just for my business and my branding but as a as an act of um healing I guess it was it was incredible oh yeah healing to find myself on camera for it was eight or nine hours a day I did um I did a couple of shots in in a swimsuit in the water at the end of the day with a sunset I did a couple in um underwear I did a couple sort of looks like I'm naked behind holding this sign up I got really creative with it Um, my sister was on set with me she did all my outfits and everything it was just an amazing amazing experience I was totally buzzing at the end of it but then actually taking photos of yourself is then another kind of step on from that isn't it because it's almost easy just oh yeah pose for the camera and then try and get like more natural as the day goes on and you kind of ease into it. I was loving it by the end of the day. Um, <laughs> and then you've got to set up the camera to take the photos yourself. And it's like, there's this awkwardness. So like, how, how do you talk to us about how you ease people into that? And we'll come back to the body dysmorphia comment as well in a minute, but oh yeah, um, when, so when people come into your world, how do you start them like getting comfortable with seeing themselves in the way that we see them? Well, uh, I like to remind people that it's a practice. It's not going to feel amazing straight away, especially like I've had many, many, many women um, clients and customers come to me and they say, I like, I don't look at myself. I don't know why I'm even here. Like I, I, I'm just following my intuition and this is scaring me and I like it's their own journey with it. And sometimes it takes them a while before they actually start, like they consume what it is that they're, they're, they're consuming from me. And it takes them like a little, a little minute before they actually start to step into the photo. Like they feel uh, more comfortable learning about, okay, technically what do I have to do? Okay. I can do that. I can do Mm -hmm. that. I can do that. And before they're ready to actually try it and step in front of the camera, this was actually really, really interesting. And it made me more aware of it when working with people online was that, I, in 2019 and 2018, I did a lot of in-person workshops all over Australia. And there was almost always <laughs> one person at the workshop <laughs> that was dragged there by a friend that mm-hmm. said, you have to come to this workshop. And they're like, no, no, I don't. And they're like, yeah, you do. Yeah. And they would come. And I remember having this like pretty much similar conversations and they're like, yeah, I don't take selfies and I'm not really wanting to, but my friend said that I had to come (laughs) like I'm here, but I'm not really here. Like, yeah. Or they'll be like, yeah, it sounds kind of fun. And I thought it would be like, you know, for a laugh, but I'm not here to take it seriously sort of thing. Um, And then I had somebody who was, who had somebody pay for her ticket to come and she still doesn't know who it was that bought her ticket. It's the most beautiful gift. And she was like, yeah. Okay. So like I, I kind of feel good about taking photos, but, um, you know, uh, 
deaths and stuff happened in, in her lifetime and she's like, yeah, I've kind of stepped away from that connection with my body. Um, I don't know if I'm quite ready for this or, you know, what I'm doing, but I'm here because somebody's bought my ticket type of thing. Um, so there's always somebody like that in the group that's not convinced <laughs> of my work or the whole selfie thing. But it was by the end, they're hugging me and they're saying this was the most fun like the funnest thing that I've done in a long time or this is the best workshop I've ever been to or, oh, my gosh, I'm so in love with taking photos of myself now. Like this, it, it just, the way that I teach it is in a way to, to take away the, the focus on how to, how to perfect poses and all of that sort of stuff and make it an embodiment practice of you relaxing into it and um, finding how you naturally express yourself ex- as opposed to, oh, do this pose and do this pose and this works mm. and this doesn't and all that sort of stuff because everybody's body is different. Like we've all got these different curves and angles and proportions and scale and hey, that's the other thing. Like photography is art and not all of us like the, the same types of things and the same ways that bodies look in certain angles. So it's really up to you and finding what really, you know, excites you about it and what inspires you about it when you're taking your own photo. Because it's a different, like what you said, it's a different mindset from having somebody else photograph you as opposed to like photographing yourself. Because when you're photographing yourself, you are exploring your own perception of you. Whereas if somebody else is taking a photo of you, they're showing you their perception of you. You might say, this is my brand or this is who I am and I really want you to capture this. And they go, cool, I can capture that. But that's their perception of what that looks like from you or what they see from you. Mm -hmm. Whereas you're really diving into like, how do I see myself? And what do I like about that? And what don't I like about that? And why don't I like that about myself? Mm. And it just, it really helps you to, to open up to things that you might not have been aware of or to things that you have tried to suppress and not look at for so long. So I I totally understand that the work that I do can be very confronting and um, that it does bring up a lot of stuff for, for my clients. So that's why I pair photography with a lot of, you know, the, um, the mindfulness and embodiment practices and things like that, because it, it does bring up stuff. And I, and I've had people, you know, join things and they get to a certain point and something comes up for them and they're like, okay, I'm out. No, not doing that again sort of thing. So um, I'm very cautious about, um, you know, really having support from not only just, you know, technical help and like you could try this lighting or you could try, you know, this angle maybe next time. Maybe it's just this. How cameras aren't actually showing you truth. Like a, a, a camera isn't fact. It's a piece of equipment. It, it's mm-hmm. not like a factual 100% representation of how you look in this moment and what is happening and how that all looks. It's a, it's a 2D image. Yeah. So it can't be factual. Yes, lighting and angles and all that sort of stuff can play with how that is affected and how that's captured in camera. Um, so that understanding and learning that is really, really important. Um, but then also it, I was about to say, what is reality anyway? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's going a bit deep. Like, what is it though and that's the thing like Mm -hmm. you're here to have your own perception and your own opinions and your own thoughts and your own journey with all of it 
like our perception our perceptions shift and shift and change over time anyway so um that's what's beautiful about checking in with yourself you know every day and taking photos of yourself like how do I feel today how am I expressing myself through my body today how does that feel is does that feel connected what else is going on here so it's not just about taking the selfie to put on the gram to get the engagement because a lot of people like yeah selfies get engagement that's why I do it but when it's more of a how do I connect to who I be today um that then makes your content even more powerful because you're actually having that moment where you're like, okay, what do I want to say today? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And a lot of, a lot of my, um, that a lot of their best posts come from the photos that they've taken. So they'll take the photos and then they'll look at the photos they just took and they're like, Oh, I've got, oh, yeah, I know what to write now. And it yeah. helps them, um, to create that deeper content too. Yeah, I can second that for sure. I'm having an interesting conversation on a vision call the other night, night for me, probably mm-hmm. morning for you in the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was about the fact, it was about the fact that it doesn't matter what size you are, you still have these hang-ups and insecurities, especially when you are confronted with yourself on mm. camera. And like to put it into spe- perspective for anyone that doesn't know you, I would consider you very slim. How tall are you? uh five seven in comparison I'm like a size 18 20 um so I consider myself a big girl I'm owning it right so I'm, and I've come a long way to do that but we were talking the other night about how well it doesn't matter because someone that you consider very slim can still have their own stuff right and and you oh yeah you shared how if how you had some issues last year your gut health and stuff like that that you were oh yeah bringing you down definitely so um, everybody's body is built differently and all of the things like we're all, we're not all born with the same yeah. makeup in our body right so yeah. I've always had a really fast metabolism I don't know why I don't know if I did anything to help boost that or whatever but I always found it really hard to put on weight and actually I tried to put on weight especially as a teenager because people would say to me oh you're so thin eat something eat more and so they would always look at me with this face like why are you so skinny you you don't look well like like that sort of thing and I used to get that a lot or oh you're so lucky you, you can eat anything and you're skinny and blah 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 so even though um I, I guess at any body weight people receive feedback about the way that they look there's always feedback you're always getting feedback yeah whether you know it, you're too you're too pretty you're not pretty enough you're too skinny you're not skinny enough blah 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 we've all got like we all get stuff directly Um, or indirectly as well right exactly and so I always tried to put on weight because I always thought there was something like unattractive about me because I was too skinny because people like oh you're too skinny like oh okay I must not be attractive I had like a a, like a swelling or like a um what's it called bloating yeah bloating so obviously I had inflammation in the body it was all centraled around my gut area and I just thought that, oh, I've had two kids. That's probably normal. But then I was like, well, hang on. After having my second child, like it, um, like it's, it's, it's inflamed again. Like it, to me, that was right when I was doing um, my winter swim quest. So I was actually taking photos of myself every day of the last three, 33 days of winter going for a swim <laughs> at the beach. Because I'm crazy like crazy. that. I jump crazy, into crazy. cold water when it's freezing <laughs> and when it's raining, when it's <laughs> all those sorts of things. Um, but I did it and there was like, I just remember feeling really uncomfortable in my body. And it was like, this is the thing, like it comes in waves. We can go through 
moments in time and we were like, yes, I love the way that I look. I love my body. I'm feeling really connected. And then you can go through times where you, you fall out of that and something might shift or change, whether it's energetically or, you know, nutritionally or whatever with your body and it can shift and change shape. And then I was just like, yeah, I didn't feel confident in my, my swimsuit, but it was like, well, I've done this quest now. I have to take photos of it. It made me very uncomfortable to see myself. And of course, obviously knowing being a photographer, a lot of the photos that I shared were from angles where you couldn't see my gut and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but for me, I still sat with and looked at the photos that um, or the, you know, the video footage or the photos that I had taken where I could see it. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's not, that's, that doesn't feel good for me. Um, but it actually, the, th- the thing with this, right, because a lot of people will go, oh, maybe you should have shared those photos instead of the ones that you know you look good in and mm. it might be misleading, you know, a lot of what I say is that self is a self-love and, you know, self-love to me is unconditional love. I don't have to love my gut in this mm-hmm. moment. I just have to accept and love myself. I don't have to show photos of it, but I'm sitting with it and I'm accepting it and I'm taking some action to try and help my body. I don't feel it was misleading not sharing those photos, but the thing was, and this is actually some uh, next level stuff I'm going to talk about. In vision, what we do is we use selfies as a tool for manifestation. And when you share a photo on social media, it can be really powerful for manifestation because if you're taking a photo as how you're wanting to be or how, you know, what your dream body is or what your dream life looks like and it doesn't have to be like oh okay I'm gonna go pose in front of a a private jet and pretend like it's mine like I I know a lot of people do that this is not what I'm talking about in vision we bring in like symbols and things um, to represent that in the photos so that every time we look at it we get that reminder of like oh this is what I'm working towards this is why I'm doing the work that I'm doing because I want to go here this Mm. is this is what I've set my mind to and, and we're going to make it happen. So for me, sharing the photos where I felt good about my body in them actually helped me to manifest in a way my body returning to how I wanted it or my body. going in the direction that I wanted it to go maybe not returning to what I wanted it to be because I don't think we return to anything because we're always moving forward. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that actually, and it, it was kind of, kind of surprised myself, like how quickly from when I went, okay, cool, this is happening. I want to, I want to stop this. So I started working with Annette and we looked at, you know, my diet, we cut some things out of my diet because there was information there. We introduced some supplements obviously that is going to have an effect, but in the meantime, me focusing on what I wanted to look like by sharing those photos and every time somebody comments on a photo you go back to it you see it again it kind of repeats that image in your head this is what I want to look like this is what I'm going to look like this is me this is me so that that whole like manifestation process it kind of cuts the timeline down because you're constantly being like reminded like oh this is me this is me this is me so I mean I guess for me it was easier because I, it wasn't a big fluctuation in the way that my body looked. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why, you know, a lot of people suggest, you know, putting other women's bodies on their vision board and things like that. Cause it's like, yes, that's what, that's what I'm going for. That's because if you, and Oh, this is the other thing. When you exercise, 
um, envisioning your muscles moving and your muscles working and the areas of your body changing shape as you're exercising. If you visualize that while you exercise, your body will start to change. Mm. If you're not, if you're powering through and going, oh, this feels hard and clunky and I just got to push this rep out, your body's not going to change. Yeah, you got to reinforce it with the um, the visual of what you want to happen. So that I'm sorry if you can hear the yelling in the background, um, <laughs> but that was that was what actually helped me to stay focused on. Okay, I'm taking these supplements. I've changed my diet. Um, what's the you know what's the place that I want to be in? Like, what am I working towards? Um, so I really think that me visual self in the way that I you know what my goal was. Um, really helped me to get there yeah I love that I love that you bring that manifestation piece in and that you mentioned acceptance actually that because for me it all starts with acceptance on this kind of oh yeah this journey to actually start to like what you see in the mirror and then unconditional love yeah so it starts with acceptance and that is an inner game that is an inner game because mm. we've got to we've got to drop this paradigm that we can only love our bodies when we get to a certain ideal image right in the mirror yes may never happen in this lifetime for some people so yeah why wait exactly when we can why. start today well that's the thing and they say it about everything like especially money like if you've got money goals your feelings aren't going to change once you get the money you need to change your feelings about the money first then when it comes you're going to feel those feelings otherwise if the money does come in because you hustled your way to get there or you know mm-hmm. you did the things anyway but when the money comes in, people go, oh, I don't feel any different. Yeah, It's because how you feel always comes within. It's the same with relationships. Like some people think, oh, but when I have a partner, it'll make me feel this way. And mm-hmm. then they're in a relationship and like, oh, they must not be it because they're not making me feel that thing. Yeah, We always choose how we're feeling. It doesn't come externally from anything. So how we feel about our body is, is really important because it doesn't matter what size you get to or pumped you get with muscles in certain areas it's not going to change the way you feel about your body well not long term anyway you'll probably feel like that for a second and then you're like oh yeah okay yeah. that that didn't last yeah. so the yeah the acceptance is totally a big piece of that and then the unconditional love i think is another big piece of it is just that it's kind of like a like a relief it was a relief for me to actually because yeah. so many people are like oh yeah self-love love yourself more just love yourself like <laughs> you know take take photos of everything and just uh, put it on the internet because that means that you love yourself and I'm like no there's probably plenty of people who do that thinking that that's going to make them love themselves but then mm. it doesn't because it's unconditional love you don't have to be in love with every part of you it was like when I when that kind of dropped for me I was like oh yeah it's like how I feel about my husband I love him really, but then there are parts of him that I'm not in love with, but it's the unconditional love. Like we're not supposed to be in love with everything about everything else, Mm -hmm. but it's that um, acceptance. I'm like, yeah, but that's who you are. And I love that we're different. Like that's the part I love about it is like, maybe I'm not in love with that, the way that you do that thing or this part about you, but I love that it's different from me and it shows me a different perspective. And like, that's what I love about it, Mm -hmm. but it's just, finding that unconditional love I've since been in your world I think I joined the selfography 30-day mission in September and oh yeah um I have just I realized when I look back at the photos that I was taking myself before that that you can uh-huh. see so much more of 
who I am and how I feel in those photos. And I have the most fun, honestly, I have the most fun yeah! on my own <laughs> in my selfography sessions. I absolutely love it. I love so, it. I'm super grateful that you um, were here with us today and that you're in my life. And um, thank you for being on the show, Paula, the IV. I love you. Oh, very much. thank you so much, Emma. <laughs> I love you. And thank you for inviting me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find you? At Paula the Ivy <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Although I don't tweet much. I don't know why I said that. But yeah, mainly Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. <laughs> I definitely recommend you go check her out. Um, Thanks again and have a great rest of the day, everyone.